serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets leave you blind and welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis, and I am Tony Pervenanzi. It is Monday. It's not Sunday. We took a night off because I lost my voice uh, Saturday night from some activities I did. We'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, David had some uh, family stuff going on, plus he's been drinking for the last week. So um, hopefully he's... Uh, He's going to be okay to be on the show today. No, he's not. Not really, no. Yeah. Um, before we get into anything, guys, it was, uh, it was a big weekend uh, for me. I did go to the Price is Right on Saturday, Saturday night at Mystic Lake uh, with Johnny and Jenny. My wife and I went with them. Got down there super freaking early. Uh, Dave came down and met with us. Uh, did some gambling. Did some drinking. Went to the prices right, didn't get called up, came out of the prices right, did some more drinking, didn't win any money. So that's what that I was saying. It. You were you were I was telling you when I was there before you guys went in, you were due. You were due. This is your fifth yeah. time attending the mm-hmm. prices right down there. So man, mm-hmm. what a shame. Yeah. So uh so yeah, it was fun. Uh, we had a good time. Um Friday, uh Dave came over to my house and we played a little uh pub trivia. Uh Sam's uh from Pond New Loons, his little trivia oh, yeah. thing again. Did that for the second month in a row. We uh, came in last. Uh, we did not do <laughs> not do very well. To, to, to be fair, I was there, so no, just kidding. To be fair, we only had three people basically in our team, so I think a lot of those teams would have five, four, five, at least four, maybe five or six, you know, all contributing. But uh, it was fun, and it was my first time trying it, so I, I really liked it. And, uh, yeah, well, as long you. as you had fun, that's all that matters. But right? yeah, dead, right. dead last out of what was there, eleven or twelve teams? So yeah, it was twelve teams. Oof. But uh, I had already forgotten yeah. about that until now. Yeah, well, there you go. We uh, it's a the trivia that Sam puts together uh, is just fantastic. I mean, he does a great job with it, uh, setting up the uh, questions and doing some. He does the he did the initials again, like uh, K Fan does. Uh, he does a great one where it's what what do they call it? Was it is it Daisy Chain? Dave? Oh yeah, it was. Oh yeah, I can't remember if it was Daisy yeah. Chain, but it was Chain it something. Was chain, chain, chain that or was, something like that. So yeah, like that a chain was, reaction. Kind of like chain reaction, yeah. But yeah. Uh, well, like yeah, one so answer it was like feeds the other one. Yeah, yeah. If the answer was two two words, let's say you know mm-hmm. one word would be from the question above it, and one question would be from the next question. So you kind of had clues. Oh. You know, hopefully you'd yeah. be able to know mm-hmm. a couple of the answers, and then from that you could work forward or backwards to find the. I think there was ten total. It was uh, was crazy, but uh, yeah, it was a fun time, and I'm hoping we'll do it again next week or next next month, and hopefully we'll have more people uh, to do it with. Uh, Fortunately, my sister-in-law was up north with her daughter for her daughter's birthday at a cabin, so she couldn't attend. So I think the more people, the better. I think a lot of these teams that are really good have like six or seven people on their teams, so yeah. Depending and, on the day, know, I'll probably come up and and hang with you. I'm a I'm a pretty big trivia nut myself. Friday at eight o'clock though. Friday eight o'clock. Little, that that should work. Yeah, that's a little late. So I'm just I'm not in know. school anymore. Yeah, that, well, that's right. You don't have yeah. school anymore, so you can do. That I don't shit. have school anymore, so I can. Yeah, Sorry. I can actually do that. Sorry. Uh, David, you were at uh, Disney World all flipping week. 
Yeah, the most magical place on earth. And also the most I can just place hear the joyousness in your voice yeah. there. Yeah. You sound like you had the time of your life. I I went into it um being content with my decision. Uh mm-hmm. left it being uncontent with my decision. So <laughs> oh, okay. um you know, two kids under eight. Okay. Three days in the warm sun. Yeah. Lots of people not yeah. getting everything they want to get. Yeah, it got a mm-hmm. bit tiring by the end. But yeah. Anyway, it was it was so good. Oh yeah. Did you have any like good beers at Epcot or um yeah, so I actually had well, I've I mentioned this one before. I had a few of them. Um, mm-hmm. Einstock from Iceland, their okay. white ale. Um, I think yeah. I mentioned this way back in December or maybe August when I went. Um, fantastic beer. I had a few of those. Um, but then I had one from Germany that I forget the brewery. It was a um, it was a dark. It was a dunkel, I think. Um, and I, I never had never heard of it. It was phenomenal. It was the wrong beer to drink when it was 90 and sunny, but it was really good. Yeah. Um, this dunk this dunkel was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um trying to think. I, I think those were the best ones I had. I I ventured more to the uh Hard liquor. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you went, you went all in on this one, oh, didn't boy. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No more Tra- training wheels came off on this visit. Let me tell yeah. you, holy shit, man. Oof, I, I tell you, uh, going back to going to the casino, I drank a lot of beer at the casino, but I was there for numerous hours. If I had started any hard liquor, I think I would have been toasted by the time that prices right started. I swear, I would have been just a puddle. I'd have been out of there. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, good. I'm sure that uh, you're happy to be home and uh, get your uh, liver detoxed a little bit. No. no. No? No. Okay. I, I've been drinking ever since I got home. Hmm. You yeah. might have a problem. I don't know if you know this, but... Uh, it's possible. I think you just, <laughs> you just think... You didn't want your vacation to end, I think, is, no. is what it was. Because you were were you off all last week, basically? Yeah, I, I took off uh, Monday afternoon until, I mean, today. So yeah. I've been off today. I've started drinking today at 3.30. Drank all day yesterday. Yeah, it's been rough. Yeah. I think uh, moving to Florida has had a big uh, influence on your drinking habits. They they drink a lot down here. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. See that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, mind well, you, it's mostly Midwesterners who have moved down here, but still, yeah, it's, sure. It, well, you know, the thing Midwesterners is, Midwesterners combined with the Floridian atmosphere down there. Well, yeah, yeah exa- you're right, Connor. It's a it's a yeah. it's, it's perfect, right? Because they get yeah. good weather all year. So, yeah. like, oh fuck, I can drink on my damn driveway all year. Well, yes. that's just you it. Know? Yeah. It's. You know, here in Minnesota, I know I, so I know plenty of people who get really excited, say, when, you know, we get the first 70 degree day of the year and it's, oh, we got to go have margaritas or we got to sit on the yeah. patio and have, 
have a few drinks. Well, it's pretty nice in Florida uh, every day. In fact, I don't yeah. know what, what tempter is down there in Fort Myers right now, but uh, of course the U S men's national team are playing uh, El Salvador as we speak in the nation's league um, group finals, I guess you'd call it. And I think they said uh, it was upper eighties there. So at the time they get kickoff. So yeah, that, that might be true. I think it's uh, I just checked. It's 79 feels like 84 right now. Oh, but, that um, sounds beautiful. A, a lot of times Orlando can be warmer because we're, I mean, we're only 15 miles from the water. So that cool air can come off the Gulf a bit, but um, I, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it's warmer than us. Um, Speaking of Florida guys quickly here, before we move on to beers, did you guys know that the frozen four, the NCAA hockey tournament is being held in Tampa next week. I did, I did know is that. Is it really? No, really? I did know that. And Tony, that's why I had to rush home from the casino before you went into Price is Right to watch uh, the regional final. The Gophers were playing um, St. Cloud State in the regional finals wow. up in yeah. Fargo. So I had to rush well, home. And so, yeah, so they won that game on Saturday and then uh, they're headed to Tampa next week. So the reason I bring that up is because my the new guy, Chris, at work, He's going on a family vacation down to the, well, down to the Fort Myers area, David. He'll be in your area. Uh, him and about 10 other families have been down there. And um, he's got tickets to the Frozen Four. Nice. And awesome. I asked him, I said, so that wasn't a really hot ticket down there, was it? He's like, no. The total cost per ticket was like 50 bucks for the Frozen Four. Wow. 50 bucks. And he, and he said I, he has had no trouble getting tickets. He could sit wherever the frick he really wanted to. And we're kind of going back and forth because he's a hockey. He used to play hockey. He played hockey at Bemidji State in college. So he's a hockey player. Nice. And I said, I said, here's my problem. Why the fuck are we holding the Frozen Four in Florida? Nothing against Florida, David. I know you love it. It's a nice place. Great times. Well, but there's there's no reason to hold the Frozen Four in they, Florida. When... They surprisingly like hockey down here. They yeah. do. In, do in Tampa. They, they do. do in Tampa. They do. They do. And I mean, we have we have a farmly uh, team down in well, it's Fort Myers, but it's it's, it's technically Estero. But um, you know they they like hockey down here. It's yeah, I'm, draw, I'm drawing Brent blank. I mean, of course you got Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, you know, so you got a nice. Yeah. Nice arena there, but then I'm I'm drawing a blank. But there's at least one other Florida team right now. Right? Florida Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Panthers. or they still yeah. play. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. they've had some. They've had some. You know, especially Tampa well, Bay. I mean, they've had some good teams down there. They get into it. Have a lot. Have yeah. had a lot of success you recently. See, you should see the streets on uh, during hockey season. They have flags of Tampa Bay Lightning all over the place in Tampa. Yeah. Well, and at least they, they do. Still do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do a lot down there right now. Or up yeah, there. That's pro hockey. That's fantastic. And I have no problem with that. It's that I heard this on the radio the other day. It's like the Frozen Four should never be played in the South. It should always be played in Minnesota, North Dakota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, or the or the out east. Those are where the teams are from. And or you know, I mean Colorado has well, yeah, Colorado too. Maybe. Yeah. Colorado you, you could do... do it, and then you could do like a like a Idaho or out west somewhere, and even that's pushing it a little, but that is um, pushing West Coast, but yeah, you yeah, college hockey point. is different. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like there's a belt, and I think it's it's a little different. Maybe I mean I know there's some passionate fans in Arizona, 
Um, Arizona State has a college hockey team. And of course, you got, you know, Arizona NHL team. But yeah, I think, Tony, I do agree with you. I think there should be, you know, you should be on a certain latitude and and not not go too further south. But yeah, there's some proud hockey out, out east in the Midwest, of course, here in the state of hockey. And then, uh, yeah, you can get us about, I think, Colorado. I think you're right, David. That's well, you know, the, I remember actually uh, watching the Frozen Four. This was years ago. Um, the most Southern team I ever saw in the NCAA, uh, tournament was the university of Alabama, Birmingham. Uh, they had a team in the top 16 that year. Um, so I, I was just like, Oh my God, like really they're, they're going to try and compete in Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, down here we are obviously are, uh, much more football, um, basketball, especially this year. For college, geez, FAU and Miami are both in the final four. Yeah, yeah how about both? that? Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I just thought it was funny that it's down in Tampa next year. I think it's at Excel next year in St. Paul. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. Of course, that'll be the year we don't go to the final four. So you know, <laughs> right. the fuck, right? Um, yeah, anyways, I, thought, guys, I thought I thought about going down to Tampa next week because this could be Minnesota's year. They have a really good team, but I've said that team. before. They've the been last hot. Tournament. Yeah, they they or don't last... look beatable right now. No, but I have said that a few times over the last 20 years and it's been 20 years exactly since they won their last title. So maybe this is it. Well, it's a classic matchup coming up for them. It's uh, them against Boston university in the frozen four. That's a, Mm -hmm. that's a rivalry that goes back decades. Oh yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, Last time they won a championship. uh, I think there was some riding in Dicky (laughs) town. There was not exactly. a Yeah. Somebody was on a date with my aunt, I think. Wasn't you? It was Johnny, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that, yeah, that because, you know, we had gotten, that was just, I don't want to date myself, but I have numerous times, I'm sure, on this podcast. But yeah, that was 2003. That was a couple, well, they won in back to back, 2002 and 2003. And I, but I, of course, I had graduated in 01. So just got out of there just in time. Time, buddy. All right. Enough about hockey because people listen and probably, what the fuck, guys? Talk about soccer. We don't care about hockey. Uh, let's talk about beer first, though, guys, because uh, we have some beers. I am drinking just an old standby because I'm trying to make sure I do not get sick. I feel like I'm something's coming on with my voice going down and a little congestion. So I'm just drinking a Grain Belt Premium, just just you know the old regular, uh, made by Shells down in New Ulm. So uh, that's it for me. Everybody knows what that's all about. Uh. Connor's got a new brewery, so let's let's wait on Connor. Uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I uh, ended up uh, I, pivoting a little from what I told you. I ended up having a chance to get out to uh, St. Paul and go to the uh, Urban Growler on Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Pretty nice day, nice weather. Um, we had been there, Tony, you and I had been there quite a few years ago, I think as part of that Buses and Brew Tour. It, yeah. um, I'm sure I, I bet I would be willing to bet a lot of our listeners know exactly where that is. It's just north of uh, university, not, not too far from Allianz. And uh, I'll tell you what, it, it, it's definitely worth going there. But man, is it pot. Oh, we lost Dave. Oh, did, like, that's oh, there he goes. Dave, there he is. But what'd you say? Yeah, Dave? Restart what say. you said. You restart you lose me. Okay. Yeah, so we lost you first. I don't know where you got me. Basically, I, I went to the Urban Growler on Sunday afternoon. Did you catch that? 
Yeah, yeah you said man. Yeah, so it just is... north of uh, just oh, north okay. of university, but man, it is. All right, sorry about that. <laughs> Perfect timing. It, it, I was saying it is pothole season. It, the potholes were oh, terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, you, I had to dodge numerous potholes to get there, but hey, it was definitely worth it because Urban Growler is great. Uh, of course, it's a woman-owned brewery, if you remember that. And so I, it's not a new brewery. I've, I know I've featured the, their beer on this podcast before, but I did end up finding a new beer, trying a new beer. So I was kind of excited about that and uh, ended up going with their Hazy Heifer, it's called. It's a, a, a hazy pale ale, but it, you can tell it's it's a very light, hazy pale ale it's yeah. not uh i mean traditionally the hazy pale ipas or pale ales that i'll get are are significantly more hazy you can see it's a little bit opaque but you can basically see through it and uh i think it it makes sense because it's it's a fairly light um hazy pale ale it's uh easy drinking really good i mean i've only had a few sips of this as, I, as i'm trying it now like i said it's a new beer for me but it pops it really pops with um like citrus and specifically it's grapefruit it's grapefruit and guava i think yeah guava and passion fruit but that grapefruit definitely pops so it's extremely refreshing i'm i'm a fan of all grapefruit guava um i don't know not so much passion fruit but i guess it works really well in this one and so um and it's not very hoppy it's got they say it's ibu of 25 but it's not exactly a a super hoppy ipa i don't know if it's technically an ipa but uh extremely refreshing i was actually out on the patio um drinking this and it wasn't 80 degrees like it is in florida but it was you know upper 30s and uh sun was out uh so kind of a refreshing beer and i had forgot that nice. uh urban growler they serve food so i actually had lunch over there um not a huge menu but really really good food i don't know if they were doing that back when we first visited tony but uh yeah no it's so. a great brewery um and then there's also i didn't go yesterday but they do have there's that small little uh, I think it's Bang Brewing. I want to say it's almost. It looks yeah. like it's in a silo, basically, but a yeah, small yeah, it's, yeah, yeah I think silo one. Yeah, that's yeah. Bang Brewing. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm a, definitely a fan of their. Uh, is it their Cowboy Cream Ale I, or mm-hmm. Cowbell Cream Ale? I should definitely. say that's yeah. that's definitely yeah. one of my favorite cream ales out there. Yeah. And so yeah, excited to try something new in the uh, Hazy Heifer. That's from their Hayloft series. They oh. call it so. Good. Nice. All right. Uh, David, what are you drinking from the land of Florida tonight? Um, I'm pretty sure this is a new brewery. Uh, Tampa Bay Brewing Company. Um, It is the Reef Donkey. Reef Donkey. It is a American pale ale. Um, The Reef Donkey is actually a nickname for the Amberjack fish. And uh, I had to look up why it's called this. It's because um, the amberjack can be a very large fish, six feet, uh, 130 pounds, and they fight big time. So they, they're they just, they've been nicknamed a donkey, reef donkey, because um, they tend to hang out in the reefs and the old shipwrecks that line the coast, because there are tons of shipwrecks that line the coast of Florida for whatever reason. Um, and so this is a pale ale. It is a... Um, I would say a pretty standard pale ale. Uh, it's Moteca, Equinot, and Citrus, the Citra hops. So it's a, it's pretty citrusy. Um, I would say it's really right on the verge of an IPA, um, but it's a pretty smooth 
drinking 36 IBU, 5.3 or 5.5 ABV, really easy drinking beer. It's one of their um, year-round offerings, and it would be a fantastic beer regardless of the season. Uh, really good. Yeah, it's uh, very citrusy once you drink it. Um, they say it smells like lemon lime um, at the beginning. I don't know that I pick up a lemon. I might might be able to say that I pick up lime. Um, definitely tropical uh, once you swallow it. And uh, very good. Yeah. Nice. All right. So new brewery from uh, Florida. And now we have a new brewery from uh, Minnesota. Connor, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking something called the Honey Malt Hazy IPA, and it is from a new brewery in Shakopee, Minnesota, called Mana Brewing. Or is it Mana or Mana? I'm not sure. Um, it's Mana. Is it Mana? Okay. I think so. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's the Honey Malt Hazy IPA. Uh, it's got the, it's got that hoppiness and dryness that I usually go for. But it does have it does feel a little bit, uh, should I say a little bit thinner if that, if that makes any sense. Um, it 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 flows a lot easier than most IPAs do, which um, uh, I I personally like it like it th I personally like it thicker in uh, in IPAs. So it's uh, that's a little bit of a downside. But other than that, it's great. It's dry. It's dry. It's hoppy. Um, and it is only a 4.8%, so you could slam a couple of these and still be okay for the next day. And the IBU is only 42. So it's uh it's it's pretty low grade on the on the topic of how fucked up it gets you. So <laughs> of course the um, fucked up scale. <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> we should really have that on the show if we have a new thing called the fucked up scale. Right. <laughs> new segments. I was going to say my my hazy IPA is coming in. I think just over six percent, so not uh, mm. not too high on that scale, but a little higher than yours, Connor. But yeah. based on what you said, this one, I'm going to say, I don't know if we're both drinking hazy IPAs. This one is definitely a little more citrusy, and it's it's you know like I said, less less uh, IBUs in yours. So yeah, nice. Yeah, and but yeah, it's it's very good, and the the tap room is great down in Shakopee. If you're if you're in Shakopee and listening to this, it's right across the street from. Or right, right around the corner, I think, from uh, Turtles, right, in, right there in downtown Shakopee, a very popular place that at least uh, my wife's side of the family used to go to a lot. Nice. And yeah, it's very good. Yeah, we know right. from, uh, I believe um, they also, I think, I believe they also do live music there. I have not had the chance to get mm -hmm. there yet, but we heard from mm -hmm. one of our friends just this past weekend who went there. Very recently, that uh, I think he went down there to see some live music. So it wasn't good for Gary, was it? No, I think it was a. I think it was a classmate of ours from Rosemont. Oh, you're talking about uh, Steve Brand? Was it Steve I Brand? Believe so, I believe so. Yeah, I think Steve Brand. What, yeah, uh, John was saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, good for Gary. He's he's always going to good for Gary. <laughs> yeah, or happy for Harry, or loving for Larry. I don't know what the fuck really. <laughs> I give him shit about it all the time. Uh, I'm sure I'll get a text message about it when he listens to this podcast. Anyway, guys, well, great beers for tonight. Let's move on to the big story of the weekend, and that was the game Saturday night versus Vancouver at home. 
top question before we even get into the game is Connor, did you get your hat? I did get my hats. Yes. So now you have um, a matching, you have the hat and the matching mittens to go. With. I do. Yes. Nice, um, nice. So when I got there, they had the lawn layover and uh, the SeatGeek app, uh, which has all our tickets on was malfunctioning. So hmm. I couldn't send my, I couldn't send my dad and Jan their tickets like I usually do. So I had to wait for them to get there for a while. And I got there pretty early like I usually do. Um, but I just stayed out on the lawn layover and there, there weren't a few people there, but just enough for, uh, us to form a circle of like six guys kicking a ball in the air. So, uh, that was, that was a nice time. And, uh, I honestly thought by the time that they got there, that there would be no hats left because they only said the first 10,000 would get them, but no, they had plenty left by the time I got there. So, um, so it was nice, but it's a nice quality hat. You're doing pretty good for the uh, giveaways so far this year. Yeah, two home good. games and two nice giveaways. I try. I try to get there when the when the gates open so that I put stuff into my collection of giveaways. Like I have a whole pile of them in my basement closet down here. Um, nice. Got tons of scarves, and I think I still have that wristband from the uh, the playoff game that was there well, in yeah. 2019. Yeah. Um, Light up one, yeah. Yep, and uh, oh, and I've I showed you a picture of this a couple a couple weeks ago, but I have the um the ticket from the inaugural game against NYCFC at my cubicle. Sweet. That's also yeah. a that's also a thing. Yeah, nice. nice. Um, I do want to uh, I do want to correct you though, Connor. It is the lawn layover sponsored by Sun Country Airlines? You have to say. Oh, the thing. <laughs> yeah. we're not just like that. Kick- okay, we're not gotcha. getting kickbacks. We don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, and also, if we talk about the brew pub, is the uh, Grand Casino uh, brew pub now? The, it is not just. It's the Grand Casino <laughs> Brew Hall. It's oh, brew Hall. Sorry, yeah, brew yeah, Hall. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you which, know, it's funny, you know, actually, like we were sitting in our seats about halfway through the game and my dad looks over to the right. And he's like, did you notice it was the Grand Casino Brew Hall yet? I'm like, yes, dad. Yes, I, I noticed. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Uh, so, guys, we're missing, what, seven players uh, from this team? Seven uh, first teamers, up, yeah. We brought up two guys from uh, the Deuce and signed them to uh, short-term contracts. So they yeah. got their first sniff of being on the bench for an mls game uh we played it was was it a 4-4-2 guys it was i think it, it was, was yeah. yeah straight up okay. yeah i have the never seen them play too. a 4-4-2 okay wow we've yeah, been kind of we, we've been we've we been talking about this yeah we've been, i know david you especially have been talking about wanting to see mm-hmm. you know a lineup something like this since uh, uh, yeah. probably early last year i i would prefer the diamond but you know it's mm-hmm. 4-4-2 i like it yeah but yeah so i think hit- i and like yeah, I think Tony, that was probably because of I don't know. It, I don't know that you know Heath probably. I don't know if he wanted to play it. I, I think it's safe to say he probably doesn't. We know his preferred formation, um, but I think this made a lot of sense when when you're very very limited, you're very thin. Obviously, Tony mentioned some of the bench options that were available. There there wasn't a lot of players there on that bench with with really any experience. So that you know, Tony. Oh, I say he's he'd gotten into a couple games, um, but yeah, other than that, you really thin bench. So of course you want to try and get your best players on the uh, in the starting eleven. I think that's what he was thinking with you know, armor a healthy Armory and and Mender Garcia. Yeah. Yep, one hundred percent. Get as much scoring as you possibly can from this group I, who haven't yeah, scored a lot I, this year. I'm I mean considering 
how thin they were. I mean, I, I kind of l- like the look of this lineup. I think we talked about it last week. I was, I was assuming and hoping we'd see both DJ Taylor and, and Valentin out there in the fullback mm-hmm. spots. And then um, nice to see Cameron Dunbar, who had a tremendous you know preseason. So unfortunately, right. we didn't yep. get to see a lot of it, but we certainly heard about it. So it was nice to see him get get the nod in the starting 11. So, yeah, kind of I was kind of excited. And then, of course, yeah, we got yeah. a healthy, healthy Hassani Dotson out there starting. So. Yeah, it was it was a pleasant surprise to see us um, really perform relatively well um, defensively because the the four four two can be a pain in the butt for the defensive midfield. Um, generally, that's only that one D mid. We mm-hmm. kind of hybrided it a little bit, um, I think, but uh, depending on how you look at how Dotson played. Um, but it can be a very big challenge for the back line. And I, I thought we held up pretty well, uh, trapped it very well, um, throughout the match. Um, we had a lot of recoveries. We did, uh, our duels were better. Um, yeah, it, it was pleasant to see, um, cause I, I, I liked the formation. I, I think that. Amaria is suited for that um, further back uh, second forward. Uh, Mender looks good in that forward striker position. Um, Yeah, I I was excited to see it. uh, And I think we fared pretty well. Yeah. And if, yeah, I I agree with that. And I think what, I mean, if there was any, if you're, they did. They definitely did, considering what it was. But I think if anything, if you complain about anything, and I noticed a lot of the players and Adrian Heath even specifically mentioned that it's kind of been the story of the season. Although you know, here we are, you know, uh, five or four games in, but uh, it, it seems like a common occurrence where it's just they they start slow. They start on the back foot. They start very slow, and that's exactly what happened yep. against Vancouver. I mean, I think Vancouver had two golden opportunities, you know, right off the bat, and then it's just. You, you'd rather not see it, but I think it was a lot. You pick a name and we can talk about it if you want, but I mean, it feels like everybody warmed, warmed up, you know, they, yeah. they kind of, but it's, a, it's a shame they had to start on their back foot and it took, you know, five, 10, maybe even 20 minutes before really things started heating up. But it seemed like, you know, I'm not going to focus on one player myself, but I just, I, I think kind of everybody, whether you're looking at the back line, you're looking at the midfield or even, Amaria or or, or uh, Mena Garcia, just they, they just it wasn't there in the in the first half of the you know first half. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, we didn't have uh, we really didn't register at all on the X goal scenario until probably thirtieth minute, mm-hmm. um, according to Y Scout. I mean, I don't think we broke zero or barely zero until about twenty seven or so. Um, I mean, we just never really had anything going. I agree 100%. We were just slow in getting going. Um, the thing is, is now knowing that we had such a heavy rotation, um, I would love to see the same formation. Unfortunately, Dotson would have to sit, but I would love to see it with Lud next to Trap or Ariaga um, and, and see... Honestly, I I really like Dunbar. I have a hard time saying putting Bongi in for Dunbar, but um, I would probably rather see 
Bongi in on the right. But now with our new signing, maybe he could fit in somehow. But um, yeah, we were very slow and we never really got anything going offensively. And I don't well, think that we can read too much into it other than the fact that we we're missing seven guys. Well, that's the, well, the play that... style. The play style right now, of course, without Ray, is going to be this whole like uh, counterattack type of thing, right? And this is the way yeah. we're going to oh. play ball the rest of this year, I think. I mean, this is I, how it's going to yeah. be. And I, 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 I don't like that excuse, but I agree. I think it is. It, and I mean, I I don't know. There, there's I think there's something a little more to it. It's hard to put your finger on it and, and try to explain why over the course of a majority of the first four games that they've started out, it's not just, it is slow, but it's also sloppy. You know, there were some sloppy turnovers, giveaways, bad touches right away in the first minute, the first five, 10 minutes of this game, it, it, it made you a little nervous. I know David, you said it, I think at least a couple of times during our game text thread that, you know, you were shocked that Vancouver hadn't scored. And a lot of that was sloppiness too. And yeah. that's something that could be avoided maybe. Yeah, you know, I, I think I'd said that if this was any team better than Vancouver, we'd be losing. Um, yeah. I, I I agree. Our passing accuracy, I, I'm not sure what it is for the season. I'm betting it's in the 75, 76 percent. I, I think you're being I think you're being generous, honestly. I, right. well, now, for this, yeah. I, I think for the season, I'm, that might be accurate. The but problem, I, don't know. I mean, the problem is they had that, you know, the game, the match against right. Colorado. Yeah. You, if you threw that out the window, maybe you'd be up there. Um, no, the one against the Red Bulls, I think, is what you're meaning. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah the weather. Yes, game. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Of course, at Allianz Field. If you throw that game out, which you should, I'm a little concerned that it's still not good enough. Well, I think we'd all agree with that. So, but Yeah. I, you know, I Blake sent me the Y Scout because he's fantastic. Um, and the, the reality is it's everything that we talk about really in our, in our game, which is great for us, I suppose. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where we are just terrible right now. I mean, the fact that we are undefeated is, is shocking. Um, and it, the biggest issue we have is our passing, but also because we are so Tony, as you said, so um, counterattack focused, we have zero possession. I mean, we can't string passes together. Um, we can't yeah. do anything. Um, I think we were averaging about six, seven passes of possession, which is mm-hmm. terrible. Um, we were averaging maybe in the 15, 20 second range for possession, which is uh, abysmal. Um, mm-hmm. When Vancouver was in the you know, was pushing much higher in the 32nd plus range. If you can't hang on to the ball, you better be making your opportunities count. And that's where we haven't been terrible. I mean, we were better than Vancouver. We're not great, but we're better than our opponent, which is what's important, I suppose. Uh, To be a Madden, you know, point out that goals matter. I mean, well, we had you know, that's one of those things we have to look at this way, guys. And again, I bring up Ray because it's part of the conversation. Um, he brought so much to this team in terms of the way the attack moved forward, right? He was the hub on the on the wheel, right? He was the, he was the main guy. And now you don't have that anymore. So you have to go back and you have to think, well, what can we do? 
And I think Heath has tried to make this more into a team effort to get more people involved. And when yeah. that happens, I think I think you kind of there's going to be some mistakes, Dave. You're right. There's going to be mistakes when you try to make that happen and say, okay, well, now Franco, you got to do this, and Lude, you got to do this, and you have to do this, and you have to people do different things now. So I think this is going to be a learning process through the first half of the season. And by my account, they've they've done well enough to be uh, set undefeated. But what happens, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, what happens when you come up with a team, I guess a team like St. Louis next weekend, who's been uh, just preying on, on teams' mistakes. If you watch any of their matches, I've watched a couple of the highlights, They've oh. been really good at getting on people's mistakes and scoring goals off of them. Tony, yeah, I think yeah. I think it was I think it was the episode that it was just us a few, a few weeks ago. We were I think it was after St. Louis had started maybe two and and they were literally gifted goals in those games. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. the, the, <laughs> the assist was provided by the other team essentially in both of these mm-hmm. uh, examples. But yeah, and in I'm the, not... this weekend too, they had their third goal that was just passed back to them by the defense again. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and we'll, like you said, we'll get into it, but not knocking St. Louis, but, but I liked how you put that, Tony. There, they have been extremely opportunistic, and you, you don't want to. If David, you said it, if like if you if we made the if we made the mistakes, if the Loons made the mistakes they did on Saturday night against St. Louis, you got to expect St. Louis is going to put right. a couple of those in the back of the net early, you know, early in the game. Yeah, you just can't play the way we have been playing against teams that matter. Um, now, personally, I don't think St. Louis matters, um, and I'll get into that later. But as Seattle, LAFC, you can't you can't make those mistakes against those teams. I, I think um, like legit contenders um, are going to destroy you, um, and. The reality is, is the thing that's been saving us has been our defense. Um, we have done very well in the duels. Um, we've done very well in recoveries. We're um, pressing more. In fact, uh, Saturday night, um, our pressing intensified towards the end of the half. And shockingly, we our recoveries intensified, right? I mean, we're succeeding when we press, we're succeeding, which is a, a phenomenal thing to say because you can press and just fail, right? Um, but we're pressing and succeeding at at that press, which is good. Um, as our as our presses went up, our duels were pretty solid, and our recoveries went up. So it's that's a good thing. And I mean, now against a team like St. Louis, I think that's going to be positive against a, a team like Vancouver, that was, again, a positive. Look, we've lost on one play. that, Or, sorry, lost points on one play. We, for the most part, for 98-plus minutes, 97-plus minutes, sorry, um, we beat Vancouver because our defense held up. And the defense had really not a lot to do with why we ended up dropping points. So... Um, I think that's an important point to put, to to emphasize here. Um, like past teams, especially uh, 2020, 2021, 2019, um, our defense has really done its job early on. So mm-hmm. is that going to carry the team again this year? 
it's kind of looking like it. Well, let's talk about one of those new defenders because I, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I mean, for, through the first couple games here, the signing of Valentin has been like a blessing for this team. It really MLS has. Valentin's been fantastic. MLS veteran. Yes. I'm glad you and, brought uh, his name up because if there's somebody we should single out, he's certainly one yeah. of the players. Quick yeah. quick story about him uh, on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter and he had put a, some, one of the oh, women's, yeah. one of the yeah. women's soccer players had put a post saying, EA, what the fuck? How can you make me look this bad on your player modeling? And it showed a picture of the woman who was supposed to be the player model, the one on FIFA, and it looked terrible. And Valentin responded and says, well, look at my player model. It doesn't even look anything like me. And seriously, it does not look anything like the fuck. That was seriously. hilarious. If you, yeah. if, if anybody hasn't seen that, you should go look at Zerk Valentin's yeah. Twitter account because it, it was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, awful. But, but uh, speaking of him, he gets a nice assist, guys, on this goal mm. by Mender here in the 40th minute. Uh, what a great, great cross. A beautiful cross. Um, yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen crosses like that since, uh, from a defender since, uh, what's his name was back there doing Met that. Nair. Uh, Metnair yeah. was back there doing that. I mean, this is that's a great cross. Um, and there's a reason why he's starting games for us. Uh, uh, that was fantastic. And, of course, the finish by Mender was outstanding. Uh, right place, right time. That's that goalie didn't even move. I mean, that's how great it was. The goalie had no opportunity to move on that ball. Uh, yeah, so, I think it – Yeah. It, uh, yeah, and, and it all started with uh, Will Trapp. I mean, he mm-hmm. he found he found Valentin out out wide right, and that was yeah. nice nice ball from uh, Trap as well to get it out there. And then I think you can credit Dunbar uh, for mm-hmm. a kind of a not kind of a nice run, attracted attention. And then yeah, then yeah. four for for Mender just basically split the center backs, I think, and then mm-hmm. just a beautiful header. So yeah, yeah. For, a great thing about a great thing about Valentin is that you don't see him drift away from his position a lot. He play. He stays in his own area because you see. Because I saw a, quite a few times where maybe Luisa Maria dropped back a little bit, or maybe um, maybe Mender dropped back a little bit. There were some. There were a, a bunch of points during that game where players were just kind of all over the field. But Valentin was always in his position, and I really liked that about him. Yeah, um, I was. I was going to ask you, Connor and, and David, because I was, was. I haven't seen you know, at least, especially from Minnesota United. Uh, I had not seen. Obviously, none of us had the four four two formation. So I was kind of wondering, heading into that game, would we see you know overlapping or you know runs down the flanks from your from your fullbacks? And clearly, we did. I, I was wondering. I'm not so technical as you guys are, so I was yeah, you, you knew that. So it, it's it's imperative that if you're going to have um, your your fullbacks make those overlapping runs far up the pitch, they need to they need to um, brain hard. They're, they they need to commit to that, um, yeah. and they they need to follow through on it. And that's the great thing. Like Connor mentioned, sometimes. Luis will drop way back. Um, and that's the great thing about that two forward is he can do that. And he almost falls back into a position like a, like a 10. Um, and it, if you have your fullbacks coming up this flank like that, it can create a lot of havoc when you have a two forward system, because you've got this, you've got one forward that drops back kind of plays in that roaming 10 position. And you've got the, your center center forward quote unquote um who splits the defenders dave as you said mender did and is as long as your 
guys on the flank are playing their position or keeping their position and they're committing to those crosses. I mean, Valentin was 75% of his crosses, which is fantastic. Um, something we don't yeah. usually see with the loons. Yeah. If they're committing to that and they're completing those crosses, it can create a lot of havoc in the defense. And that's yeah. exactly what happened on that goal. Yeah. Um, it's, exactly. yeah, it's, it's what we want to see when you're playing a 4-4-2. The thing is, now we probably won't continue playing the 4-4-2, but it's no different in the 4 2 3 one it's sure. just you have to have that forward who's going to commit to the, those runs. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, whether that's Amaria or or Zhang or Bender, it doesn't matter. But yeah, well, I, I would just I I do like the fact that we have two headmen up at up at the striker position because it does kind of, as you said, it, it stretches the defense a little bit more to have to deal with two men, and so. What are your cha- what what do you think the chances are of maybe I mean I personally don't think there's a huge chance of the chance of this but how would it look if we went to like a 4132 instead of a 4231 I mean oh. I would love it yeah. yeah I I love the two forward system um yeah. I whatever you can do to create a, a mismatch with that back line is is fantastic it mm-hmm. You know, but it yeah. all depends on that defensive midfield. Again, like I yeah. pointed out earlier, we've done a pretty good job. I mean, lat or sorry, say want to say last night, uh, two nights ago, um, we did a pretty good job. Trap held it down. He was a marshal back there, and he did it. If if you can continue doing that, and you can commit one of those positions to that second forward. No. I'm all for it. I, th- I think yeah. it's a fantastic mm-hmm. idea. And, es- and especially with how well our back four has been playing this year, uh, I think I-, I think we can count on them, especially with Valentin being the uh, being the addition. And even with him on the bench and playing DJ and, K- and Kamar Lawrence uh, mm-hmm. in that back four, I think it's I, th- I think it'd be great if uh, if the- as long as the-, the back four keeps playing that way, I don't think we have to worry about our defensive midfield. We can pull one guy, as you say. Yeah, and you know, and the thing is, is, look, we had we had Kelman start, who is supposedly worse than Boxel, um, mm-hmm. and he was playing with a teammate that he really hasn't trained with until probably, I mean, excessively until recently, mm-hmm. um, in Tapias, and it they were successful. I mean, yeah. again, it, it's it's the way it is. Now Tapias has been it. Honestly, I, he's my favorite defender right now. Um, I know yeah. Valentin's been excellent, mm-hmm. um, but Tapius has been probably the best signing we've had um, so far. Obviously, yeah. we're early in the season. But, uh, I mean, again, last night, I mean, or, God, two nights ago, um, you know, he did well with his pass, passes. He was um, good in the defensive duels. He... He was getting up there on the headers. Um, I think he had a couple blocks. Uh, he was cutting passes off. I mean, this is what you want. Um, we have a back line that is doing its job. It's bending, which is fine as long as it doesn't break. And it's covering for its athletic and it's covering for the midfield. And mm-hmm. if that means that you can make those sacrifices in the defensive mid. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, Guys, we uh, come out of the break after a goal from Mender. And uh, I think 
me personally, I didn't get a chance to watch the game live, but I'm thinking to myself, I saw you guys texting saying men are scored. I'm thinking, well, this is fantastic. We're at home. It's Vancouver. This, this is great. Um, we did get, uh, how do you say his last name? Is it Iwi? Is it Iwi? Iwe. Emmanuel Iwe. Emmanuel Iwe comes in in the 66th minute. He gets a little, he gets to get on the pitch with MLS for the first time. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, C comes in. We also had, uh, I believe, uh, Bello came in 76 yep. minutes. So he gets some, Perfect. some, oh. some time on the pitch, which is awesome for those two, man. What a big, uh, that must have been a super high for those two guys uh, to be on the pitch Saturday night at home uh, from the home fans uh, playing for the hometown team. That's just, that's fantastic. I couldn't imagine yeah. being in that position. Yeah. He's from St. Louis park, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Emmanuel, yeah. yeah. And I, and Tony, I'll probably keep talking about this as long as he's a member of the loons, but yeah, you and I saw him score uh, up in mm-hmm. Blaine. Mm-hmm. I went, went to the M and UFC two game last year. So mm-hmm. That was it. Was kind of cool when they did the Emmanuel. In, in, Everybody was like, yeah. well, you, know. you know, oh, there you go. Yeah. You know, you and I and the other hundred people, people that were there that day. Uh, yeah. yeah. To be fair, it was a, a weather an hour and a half weather delay. But uh, anyways, yeah, that was, was exciting. I, yeah, I forgot to mention. Yeah, this was Tony said that they started the second half. It was the start of the second half was a lot like the start of the first half again, really on the back foot. And there was a couple of tense moments there early on, but Minnesota seemed to kind of weather that storm as well. Um, maybe they yeah. got lucky. I think that's when David, you kind of retweeted your original Texas. I can't believe they haven't scored. Yeah. So, but they did weather that storm. And then, yeah, it was exciting to see, to see the guys that they signed, you know, for, you know, short-term contracts to actually get out onto the pitch that night. Yeah. I'm just don't you. Yeah. I will say uh, also, I did make a bold prediction um, during the week on Twitter, and I try and I put Ewe in my starting lineup uh, mm-hmm. for uh, the off week where we have all these guys out for international duty. Uh, obviously, he didn't start, but I was really happy to see him on there. And I, you know, I was impressed with him. I thought he, I thought he had great presence, great attacking speed going down the left side. Um, his passing could have been a little better. Uh, but I, I liked what I saw from him. I I'm hoping he'll, that's a, uh, I'm hoping that's some young talent that we could utilize in the future. Yeah. I mean, I saw what he did yeah, uh, for the, for the, for the deuce. And, uh, you know, I think I might've made the comment that he looked a little, little shaky at times, but I would, what do you expect? You're coming into the first team first yeah. time at home. I mean, the ner- nerves must've been off the chart, but I mean, we, I, we, I've seen him play. He's, he's got the talent. So well, you would never it, notice either. Cause he right off the bat, he almost had an assist just uh, that cross into yeah. almost, almost had a goal. Yeah. You know, I think this is great because if you think about it prior to this year, you hear Dallas, uh, mm. Colorado, um, you know, Red Bulls, somebody else um, has a player that's young that comes in and makes his debut and a homegrown gets player. Some, yeah, mm-hmm. gets some yeah. minutes. And you never, I mean, we've already complained about this for years now that we don't get to see that happen. Um, and now, finally, you know, it's 2023 and we're getting to see that happen. It's It's fantastic. That we have these young kids 
who are dynamic. They're raw, but they're dynamic and they have the opportunity to come in and actually make a difference. And yeah, yeah Connor, like you said, Eway almost, almost had that opportunity. Um, I, I don't think he played poorly in any, in any facet really. I mean, he had a good, he had a good first opportunity uh, as did, um, as did Bello and um, Marquez, though he's not a young kid. Um also got his opportunity as well. I mean, it's it's good to see our depth chart mm-hmm. get opportunities. It's fantastic to see our young kids get opportunities. But do you think we're going to see them anymore now that uh, our starters are coming back? So I, you know, it's it's going to be interesting with with um, Zhang now available. Iwei may not get much opportunity. It's just the reality of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked ahead to see what other international calendar dates there are yeah it, it um, it's hard it's hard to imagine you know if everything plays out like adrian heath would want it to i i would find it hard to imagine those guys making significant contributions in league games but you never know i mean it's one or one injury two injuries away from right from heath, so yeah and and to be to be clear zhang is looking for minutes with korea so um he's definitely got that possibility any international date he's going to be gone yeah. as well so um well that means he's going to be motivated too so hopefully we see right. some some of the best from him exactly it'll interesting. I, I it'll just be interesting yeah it'll be interesting to see where he kind of slots in you know especially right. with with you know mender garcia i mean i i don't i think we'll see i mean mender garcia now he's scored twice uh amari is you know still like you said i think he said last week david he's he's he hasn't been with the team that long he's still warming up um, so yeah, but you know he he had some good runs Saturday. Um, yeah. He, Whoa, his, we got a has... we got a U.S. goal. Sorry to interrupt, David. We got a U.S. goal. Um, Ricardo Pepe against El Salvador. All right. Hey. In real time, um, our our listeners will be like, yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate. Um, yeah, you know he had some good runs and he had a couple good opportunities. Um, he had a, at least one shot on goal. Um. I think I think he's looking really pretty good. Um, it, it it's hard to know how Heath wanted him to play in this. The fact that he was a two striker system, um, but I think he's he's up to speed at this point. Uh, his duels I think were like seventy percent, which or triples I should say were seventy percent, which is good. Um, so I I think he's up to speed at this point. Yeah, and and to be fair, like Joan, and as far as how he fits in, Joan, I think is in Canada as we record this, um, and so I, I think his availability is at least another week out, um, or so. It's kind of an interesting process. Like he he has to go to, from Minnesota up to Canada, and then I think he's coming back into Kansas City. Uh, it's the whole I think um, getting his work visa sorted yeah, out, but it's just odd so. how yeah, well you have to go, you're getting. You have to go to Canada to get your U.S. work visa. Mm, that's weird. I think it just I mean, comes it, down to wherever the office, you know, wherever you can get an appointment. I, I, it, it happens. I like, feel like our yeah. immigration systems fucked up. Yeah, that's it it, it does happen all over the world, though. I, when when I got my visa living in the U.K., I had to get it in Paris. Hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah. You, I mean, you got to go wherever you can get an appointment. Yeah, I think, yeah. what it comes down to, and yeah. so. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever, I mean, some of you guys have crossed the border from Canada and 
Canada into the United States, uh, at least in most of the major airports, I'm assuming that's where he's going, one of the major airports, the U.S. Customs has offices and you clear customs in Canada when you come back in the United yeah. States. So I'm assuming that's what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, let's talk, guys, about the final eight minutes of this match because this is where... Was it eight minutes? I, I'm not sure it was eight minutes. Oh, oh that's what it says. That's what it says eight. Although um, It was just about eight minutes. I think the goal was scored at uh, seven... 32 in extra yeah, time. Yeah, well, technically, yeah, technically it, was, it was six. Technically, it was six. But yeah. the refs, the officials, let it go a little longer. A little bit. No. Know, they, no, that's not that's not the whole thing. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I want to start, I want to start with how do you get to six minutes? You know, in in exactly. I, I have a couple ideas, but I, I, how do you get to six minutes in a game in the second half where there was no goal scored to that point? Unlimited so blew my mind. I tried to go back and watch the second half and try to figure out where they could get those six minutes from. Mm. Um, and I got bored with it. But um, <laughs> the reality was I tried to say, okay, so there were Minnesota had um, three substitutions. I was like, okay. They were not, by the way. I clocked them. They were not 20 seconds. But I said, okay, 20 seconds for each substitution. So that's a minute. Um, then there were uh, four yellow cards, mm-hmm. um, two of them which were technically for time wasting. Yeah, that's where um, I was going to go. Towards yeah. the end. I was like, okay, fine. So you got two yellow cards that resulted in free kicks. You had some time wasting. it, And then there were uh, there was a Valentin had a throw in towards uh, in stoppage time, I think it was, that was longer than it should have been. He was whistled. He was told to move closer to the end line. Um, I tried my damnedest. I could not get yeah. beyond five minutes. I could not. I, and, I, and I don't. I don't see how you could. And yeah. I, I think you hit it. Yeah. I, but well, you hit everything there. But I think. I think what unfortunately what it comes down to is I think the referee was getting irritated, and I think you had. Yeah, was it Tapia's time wasting? Yeah, in there game? Irwin had some had a. There's a point I, that Irwin got um, reprimanded Irwin for time wasting. Yeah, I think I think it was that. I think that was on the referee's mind that yeah. hey, it's a time wasting, it's a time wasting, and and that I mean they even who Ar, Ar Maria got a Maria got a, yes. a time wasting yellow card, you know, yep. in the 90, 90th minute plus two. I mean. I think that just started to wear on that referee and he was getting irritated by it. Yeah. There were also, I, I believe it was, no, I forget. I think it was um, five corners in the second half. I was like, okay, mm. you're talking 15, maybe seconds for that. It, it, I agree, Dave. I think it was the referee, which who, by the way, has a history yes. of being really nasty to Minnesota United. Yes, um, yes. He just got up annoyed and it, I, I one of our listeners, Jen, commented a, a posted something on Facebook about this, and I responded and I said they need to ask for an inquiry about this referee because he has had a past with Minnesota United, mm-hmm. and they they need to look MLS and Pro need to look into why this yes. referee has had a past with Minnesota United. I yes. I would say this about any other team. If there is a referee that goes out and seems to have a historical issue with a team, 
they need to be looking into this because I don't know what it is. I don't care what it is. I don't even care if there isn't anything there. They need to look into why this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, Connor, you were there. I, I just couldn't imagine being at the game and, and just basically getting ready to sing Wonderwall. Yeah. I mean, and then yeah. to come down to the final kick and, and it's over. Or I yeah. shouldn't say, well, it was the final kick. They, they Literally the final ball. kick. The referee made them kick it off after the goal and then blew, right. blew their whistle. I don't understand why you need to kick it off. Like, if you're just going to call it after they kick it off, then just just call it beforehand. Don't make yeah. them kick it off. But, no, I mean, I personally didn't think it was six minutes. It didn't seem like it to me. I thought it was at most three minutes. Um, I, obviously, I wasn't uh, keeping super hard track of it. But, uh, I mean, it – I I cannot fathom where he got six minutes from. I, no. I don't, do not get it, let alone seven and a half minutes. Right. And that was the thing. You know, I've seen a lot of people, which, to be clear, we had plenty of opportunities to close this game down, and it came down to one of our players fucking up. Mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the result. It's the It's the issue that... You can go back and you can try and try and try and you can't find how he got those minutes. And it, there are people that argue, well, we should have closed it out. I'm like, 100%, I agree. But you should not be in that situation to even yeah. discuss this because right. you can't you can't figure it out. I mean, like I said, I ha- had a hard time getting to five minutes and he added a minute and a half. On to the six minutes. And the only thing, the only argument that I can make is Dave, what you said, he was just fed up. And, and that's the problem. That's not an art. That's not a good argument. No, no. I mean, you can't have a referee that gets irritated. Yeah. I mean, he can't Fine. if you want to hand out yellow cards for time wasting fine, you can do that, whether it's arguable or not to do that, but he did it. That's fine. So you hand out the yellow cards. David, you mentioned the five or six corner kicks that were in the second half. Fine. But you just you you can't get to that number if you got a stopwatch. If you can't get to that number, and then the insult to injury was the adding another minute and a half right. above mm-hmm. that six minutes. And that yeah. it's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're fans of the team and we can complain. And I and I would listen to anybody argue that, yeah, of course you still should have finished it out. You should have cleared the ball out. Right. When you had the chance. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, I, as a fan of this club, as a fan, I, I like the way you put it, David, as a fan of any club, you want to understand why this happened. It's, it doesn't right. seem right. Yeah. You know? yeah. And you know, the I, other I, thing I, to think about is how many other games in the world are there where maybe a ref is fed up. Maybe he's not, but there has been time wasting to games that Minnesota have been a part of where yeah. they're on the losing side of this. And no time gets added on whatsoever. There's right. no consistency here with right. the, with these referees. So I, I you, agree. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna make that kind of call, at least make it consistent throughout all the throughout all of referees. Right. But that's yes. the problem I have because I know yeah. you know of course they they made a big you know the you know the na- the national broadcast say during the World Cup last year you know they made a big point of hey we're gonna we're not gonna put up with this time wasting we're going to. We're, we're going to get the full 
added time onto these games and and they did that but that's not what we've seen in the mls yeah you know exactly. you know in it yeah you know in, in the time wasting it's like okay sure Irwin wasted time he shouldn't do that i mean 100 i agree he should not be wasting time right but it's not more than six seven seconds mm. right right uh, amaria tossing the ball away is not wasting 30 seconds it's seven eight seconds you i mean you can make all these arguments about time wasting all you want but it is not adding up to a minute and a half it's not it's it's plain simple there the referee took what the fourth official whether that was accurate or not told him and he added a minute and 38 seconds or whatever else onto that time and said I don't really care. I, that's what I'm adding on. And he cost a goal. Now, yep. again, we can completely agree that ball should have been put down. It should have been cleared out. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have had this discussion. But that would not have happened had the referee appropriately allotted time for what it should have been. I just right. I think it's There's a there's a real hero here, guys, even at the end. There's a hero, a fan of the loons. Have you guys seen the replay of this last goal? Have you did you see mm-hmm. what happened? I did see uh, that, yeah. yeah oh, I didn't see I didn't see I didn't see it real I didn't see it real time. Go to the replay. I didn't see it real time, but I saw second, as Betcher is sliding in, we have a real true hero fan giving Betcher the finger. I did oh, see nice. that. Minnesota United. I did see that, yeah. yeah I, I didn't see That's it real time. Right I didn't there. see it real time because I was too busy doing my own middle finger to the TV screen, I think. <laughs> right, yeah. Not, guys, not all heroes wear capes, okay? This right, yeah. is a hero. Uh, on Twitter, they're trying to figure out who this person is and give him a, you know, give him a standing ovation for his play there. Uh, they should make we him the next, the next award winner of the Latois du Nord. Yeah, yeah, exactly. we should right. figure it out and give him a beer. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If I see or this guy whatever anywhere. drink he prefers. Yeah, Any exactly information right. that can be found on this person, please just DM us the information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the ref you guys are talking about is uh, Rosando Mendoza. Uh, he is yeah. the he was the head ref. He's the guy with problems. Uh, guys, we do. Uh, We'll just do a very short, as we're getting into the last part of the game here, we'll do, do a very short uh, chat GPT, uh, ask the AI, because it's a very good question. Did Rosando Mendoza screw the loons? <laughs> I asked chat GPT this question. Chat GPT came back and said, I'm sorry, I'm not sure what you're referring to. Can you please provide more context or information about who Rosando Mendoza is and what you mean by screwing the loons? So, yeah, the chat GPT doesn't know. Yeah, if he actually it's too, or in the yeah. words in the words yeah. of Eminem, who? Yeah, right. Doesn't know who it is. <laughs> so there's your there's your ask the AI question for yeah. today, uh, guys. We get a, we get a draw in this game, so we're still undefeated. Undefeated, uh, yeah. undefeated. We're screwed we are, out of two uh, points, but undefeated. Screwed yeah. yeah, exactly right. Uh, let's talk about the upcoming match against St. Louis because. This is when the season started. I don't think anybody really circled this on the calendar and said, "Hey, this is a this is a big match in the beginning of the season." 
Yeah. Only really because I think yeah. with Connor, you exciting. Things, you might want to. You might want to go to St. Louis. I and see said the St. I, Louis. Yeah, I said I might want to. I'm not going yeah. to now, but yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you you would circle this one. I think. I mean, if you're looking for an away match to go to, is it, hey, well, sure, but not new expansion, yeah, new stadium, uh, new expansion team. That's why I was going. I've got not, relatives in St. Louis, and then I think you know maybe not to some people, but like I mean, St. Louis is definitely an underrated sports town. There's no doubt about not, that. You didn't, sure. you didn't circle it because it's no two undefeated teams going head no. to head. I might have St. Louis. I actually no. on my little calendar that I hang on the wall, I wrote. I already wrote a W back in January. For this game, yeah, so now yeah. I, I might be regretting that. But. Yeah, fuck you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you just I'm completely ruined. Fuck us over. Way yeah. to go. Good job, Dave. Good job. Uh, so let's let's ask the question. Let's do round the horn here. Uh, predictions for next week's game against oh this boy. game against St. Louis. Uh, David, we'll start with you this week. What's your score prediction? You said David. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be 2 2. Um, personally, like I said, I, I think uh, St. Louis has gotten really lucky. Um, they have played teams that have minus five, minus six, minus three goal differential, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they have not played anyone good. Mind you, neither have the loons. Um, Dave, as you pointed out, they've taken opportunities and turned them into goals, which is what you're supposed to. Do. Um, so I don't, I don't think we're playing a a bow that is formidable. You know, I, I don't think they are. I think they they've been opportunistic and they've gotten where they are. Um, so I, I think two two. We're gonna have our squad back. I think we're another step toward whatever it is we're trying to be. Um, yeah. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Uh, Connor, how about you? Oh, boy. Um, you know, you're right, David. They haven't really played anyone good yet this year. Um, they do have three away wins, which is very impressive. And uh, the last two games, they've been they've outscored their opponents seven nothing, and so we do have our uh, we do have our guys back, and our back line has been very impressive this year. I'm gonna say, I th- I think it's our first loss of the year. I think St. Louis wins two one. Right. I'll go next because I'm going to agree with Connor and the score, but I'm not going to agree with what the result's going to be. Ooh. I'm going to go with a two to one loons victory to shut up everybody talking about St. Louis being unbeaten uh, to stop this whole like, oh, look at what they've done. It's over now. We're, we're done. You had your fun for the first couple weeks as an expansion franchise, something that we never got to do because we sucked our first year. <laughs> So right. St. Yeah. Louis, en- enjoy the rest of this week because next week the loons are gonna gonna beat you, and then we can stop all this this shit about you guys being the greatest expansion team ever. It, 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 no, this is well, a, so yeah, one loons. Jeez, when so did Tony, I become the pessimist here? Mm-hmm. I mean, Tony, that means you're gonna start the conversation of are the loons for real? Oh. I mean, because everybody's been talking about St. Louis. And we're going to go in and beat them, and now 
then that's, we'll start that's the conversation. That's interesting. That's a that's a room. It's yeah. a bit Homerish, but interesting. You got you got to do it. You got to yeah. you got to. I don't I I don't like the I don't like when yeah. teams like St. Louis come into a league and do so well. And everybody's talking about how great they are, and it's like, like they just started. Well, like, like Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah, exactly. Like LAFC, yeah. This is this is yeah. Atlanta all over again, really, for me. It's like I, I yeah. need to hear about Atlanta, 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 Atlanta. They're great, and then lose like, oh, they're shit. Some so PTSD a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So, huh. uh, cool. all right, two to one win. Dave, we'll finish off with you. Well, yeah, <laughs> not much to add to what you guys said, but I'll, I'll say this: I like that's what I look at. The strength of schedule. I mean, for both clubs, honestly, Minnesota hasn't played a gauntlet now i'd say minnesota's probably you know their strength of schedule you know they beat dallas on the road albeit that was the first game of the year both both teams you know first game you're not expecting necessarily a whole lot you can't really throw a lot into that game and and you know but you know port they st louis went out and beat portland on the road connor you mentioned the three road victories it's it's really tough it's extremely tough and um, I'm usually wrong anyways in my predictions. So I thought I'd just take the easy way out and do random number generator. I went, uh, <laughs> I went zero to six. I, I kept it reasonable. I said zero to six. You're not going to believe what came out of that random gener- number generator. Zero, zero. Um, was what oh, came wow. out. I hit it twice. It was zero and then zero again. But so yeah, I was going to do was- home team score first and then away team. But you know what? I, I better throw some skin in the game. I, I'm actually going to pay you piggyback on uh, Connor's prediction. I think the good times have to come to an end uh, for Minnesota. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with Connor's uh, prediction of their Minnesota's first defeat one to two at St. Louis. Um, we'll see what happens. I, and then credit to, I'm not trying to throw shade at St. Louis for, for their strength schedule, but I mean, I I'm pretty sure it's no team has won five. Oh no, no. I take that. I think, the L- LA Galaxy or back in the bat, way back in the day might have started out with 10, 10 wins in a row or 11 wins in a row, but it's been many, many years if that has happened. But so credit to St. Louis for what they've done. I don't care who they beat. The difference between St. Louis and Minnesota, I see as I see it, is yeah, maybe St. Louis is beat up on some you know bad teams, but they are scoring goals in a way that Minnesota just is not. So that's why I'll go two goals for St. Louis, one for Minnesota. The only thing that St. Louis has going for them is their that podcast that uh, we actually tweeted about that's been in the uh, the news now from oh. St. Louis, uh, capital city. Uh, that podcast that was then shut down by I saw yeah uh, I saw that that's Kansas right city yeah and now KC they've got a new name of, right they have a new name yeah and isn't it, and it's it, another isn't I mean I might be wrong but it's just another fan podcast kind of like this one right no it is you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they went after him for that name, for the name they had chosen for their podcast. Well, the, the fucked up thing is, it was a name. Okay, so they were Capitol. I mean, they might be. Oh, old yeah. City. And uh, uh, Sporting KC had started their own called Capital City Soccer, but they really hadn't done any podcasts. They'd only done like eight podcasts and they did like shit. They just had the name. And they yeah. went to these guys and said, "Hey, we, we we trademarked this capital city thing, and even though it's, it's technically different, it's you know infringing on our trademark, so shut it down." Which is just petty. I mean, it's it's yeah. petty shit. You know, they're a fan podcast for Pete's sakes. I mean, come on. So they've gotten I've, a lot of press though. The Athletic wrote a story about them, and 
some other stuff. So I, they've gotten a lot of press. They've got a lot of a lot of followers now. So any press is good press, right? Or what's off the them. Yeah, well, any yeah, any press is bad press is good. You know, any press is good press. You're right. Yeah. So all right, uh, great, uh, Connor. You got a little soccer history for us. Let's see. I have to open up my calendar here. And here we go. So today is March 27th. Uh, it looks like it's all strikers stuff that I have here, which tells me that I have not updated my calendar in a little while because I know there are some other loons, <clears throat> some other loons uh, results in here. So March 27th, we're going to go back a week to uh, March 20th in 1987. The Strikers lost to the Tacoma Stars 3-2 uh, at, at the Tacoma Stars. You know what? It's um, I don't have much, actually. We're going to – we have two wins and three losses in this week, all, all from the Strikers. Wins at the St. Louis Steamers and the San Diego Soccers. Steamers. And then you've got – the losses at Tacoma Stars, Cleveland Force, and Pittsburgh Spirit. Those are all. Those are all you've got here. Uh, okay. And yeah, that that's it. I do. I I will say yeah. I do have to update my calendar though because I know there's more. Yeah. All right. You did say steamers again, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I like the striker history. That's good. So thank you. Kyle. Striker history to me is good. The the. You know, what? I'm just gonna call St. Louis City the St. Louis Steamers from now on. There you go. The steamers. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It's fine. It's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, well, great. Thanks, Connor, for that little history. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, a little short story, uh, funny story for you. It has to do with IHOP. Uh, and it's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like Shawshank Redemption uh, with IHOP in it. Uh, two inmates in a Virginia jail use uh, primitively made tools to create a hole in the wall of their cell and escape, only to be found hours later at an IHOP. Uh, authorities discovered the two men missing from their cell in the Newport News jail annex during a routine headcount Monday. An investigation found the men exploited a weakness in the jail's construction design and used tools made from a toothbrush and a metal object to access rebars between the walls and then use the rebar to further their escape, the statement said. After escaping their cell, they scaled the containment wall around the jail. Authorities had asked public's help to find the men, and they were taken into custody again early Tuesday at an IHOP in Hampton. When other patrons called police, uh, my my question is, guys, you escape jail and you go to a fucking IHOP. I was gonna say that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably right. about the first place you'd go. Why wouldn't you? I mean, <laughs> I mean, the only place that you could be worse would be a Waffle House or Cracker Barrel or Denny's. Maybe a Denny's. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I well, would I make mean, a count. I would make a count. And, I mean. You're trying to like lay low, I would say, a so maybe not going to public, and b an IHOP. I mean, come on. Well, dude, they I mean, they yeah. wanted to put a smile on their plate. I guess <laughs> they did. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're not sponsors so, or anything, Connor. So, yeah. <laughs> what do, what do they <laughs> what do they mean by? I mean, did they literally dig it out? Like dig a hole? Sounds- it sounds like the construction had some, and they showed a picture of it. It looks like they were, it was bricks, but they were like poorly placed bricks or old bricks that they were able to kind of dig around and find and some, some rebar. Some of the rebar something. maybe rusted off and they're able to maybe, like break yeah. off a piece and then use maybe that to keep 
chiseling yep, away. I, I think wow. what they did is they they found some rebar that they could break off with those tools they had made, and then they got that rebar piece and they broke through the brick wall with the rebar. Oh. So, but I, I mean, if they had to crawl through any sewer drains, they better be going to someplace other than IHOP. Well, no, that's that they didn't. That, luckily, that didn't happen. And but, what, what, like Andy Dufresne, he didn't go to an IHOP, did he? He just no, he went to the no, bank. He, yeah, he went to oh, the bank yeah. and then went to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they went to Mexico. Yeah. Well, so well that, uh, he went to the tree and then to Mexico. Yeah, mm-hmm. he went to the tree and then to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, when you say Newport, is, is this Newport, Rhode Island? Uh, I think it might be. No, no, it's Virginia. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Virginia. Yeah. No, it's um, could have gone to Canada. Could have gone to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say was it San Juanjo or something like that, or that's where Andy Dufresne went. Someplace yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, huh. again, guys, I, it, it's stupidity here. Uh, if I'm getting out of jail, I'm going on the run. I'm leaving the area. Yeah. And I'm I'm getting somewhere far, far away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore the hunger pangs. Yeah. For five hours until I can get out of the state. Yeah. At the least. Exactly. Yeah. If I'm going to stop anywhere, it's going to be quickly at a gas station. I'm going to have my face covered. Walk in, get what the heck I need, get the fuck out, and get the back. You're going to walk into a gas station with your face covered? That might with be a red mask on. Or, I uh, mean, hold on, hold on. Not, people, it's not anymore. It's not with the masking mm, and people still uh, wear the mask. Oh, that kind if of. The, uh, if this was, yeah. I, I don't know. If this was 2022, 2021, maybe, but yeah. in Virginia. I don't think people maybe. are covering their faces in Virginia maybe. anymore. Maybe, maybe. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I still people around here wearing it every once in a while. You know, that's not around. Virginia though. That's not. I'm saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would have stayed out of public eye as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. a sit down restaurant. No, I'm not. I'd like some... a fake beard or something. Yeah, I'm not eating pancakes. I mean, come on, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, anywho. Uh, that's the funny story for the night, guys. Uh, before we get out of here, I did want to uh, mention that uh, two things. My daughter got her learner's permit today. Whoa. Congratulations. So, yeah. So I have a, a, a permitted driver in the house, which is crazy. You don't need to call Uber anymore. You got a driver. Yeah. There's nothing wrong when, with that. When she gets her license. When she gets her license. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll be calling her up, be like, "Hey, come pick me up from Boondocks. Let's go." This is uh, this is why you pay for her college because she's going to do this for the next <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> probably, probably right. It's probably right. Yeah. yeah so that was uh, that was good. We got that test taken care of uh, this morning, which is nice. So she'll be uh, she'll be able to you know, get her license next year, hopefully. So there you go. Nice. Um, nice. Also wanted to again shout out to Grand Holler who does our intro music for us. I mentioned all their places are going last week, so give them a look up on Facebook or internet, find out where they're going to be next, and go watch them play. Uh, like I said, they've been gracious enough to let us use their music for our intro, which I you know, greatly appreciate that. So, uh, Anything else before we get out of here, guys? No, I guess that's a no. Don't all speak at once. Don't all speak at once. <laughs> Um, God, uh, Dave, Wild, Wild gonna, are winning three nothing right now. 
So there you go. Nice. Yeah. USA. I mean, if anybody's didn't watch the USA El Salvador game and didn't, uh, I don't know, look at anything over the last day, <laughs> uh, <laughs> USA is winning one nil <laughs> against El Salvador in the ninety uh, second minute. So yeah. And only four, co- at, only four added minutes in that game, I should say. But, and yeah, tonight's winning should have been one. And uh, tonight's winning Powerball numbers are five, ten, <laughs> fifteen. Keep going. If you were right, that'd be pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. No. no, that's right. Davis got to get to bed. He's got to recover from his week in mm. the uh, the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Got to go back to work. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that too. And that's yeah, late you gotta down back, there. Got to go back to work and work at home. I mean, come on. It's still work. I mean, uh, yeah, in the comfort of your from home. home. I, I just don't have to <laughs> commute to work. I was going to say, you have exactly. all of your 15 second commute. Yeah. You know, you don't have to get drastic. Just like, okay, hey, I'm ready to work. There you go. That's true. So You don't uh, even have to wear I can't, pants, dude. Yeah, uh, so. Well, technically, right now I have in-laws in the house, so I do have to wear oh, pants. Yeah, yeah, we do have to wear pants. Yeah. yeah, that's about right. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, for myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Loons. Go Loons. Go Loons. Go loons.